Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Here with Rich Klein, we're going to talk about 1968 Topps Baseball. The uh, that uh, not just the well the Topps products from that year, especially the the uh, the flagship, the main set that was put out that uh, Rich remembers. Rich remembers from its origin. I actually remember in um, in hindsight. I, I didn't pick up on that until I, that that was one of my dark years of not really collecting. But first, thanks to the sponsors, Topps Panini and Upper Deck, especially Topps for making that. Uh, very interesting set uh, possible. Uh, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards. I know Rob and Ryan Vera sell a bunch of 68 tops as well as everything else. ComC, same to them. Uh, plenty of 68 tops there. And uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So, Rich, uh, I think you've told me this was one of your first sets that you collected because you're of that. I actually really started collecting cards. And if you're going to collect a series, you can't do much better than the 68 third series. You have a Johnny Bench rookie. We, at the time, that wasn't much. It was just a two-player card. Oh, he's going to be the oh, next all-famer. But you heard that a lot, even in 68. You have Mickey Mantle. You have Carly Stremski. You have Orlando Cepeda. It seems like every time you turn around, there's another great player in that series. They, like, overloaded that series with great players. Like, are, are, you saying you, Orlando Cepeda. are you saying you started collecting in the third series fortuitously? Yes. And that was what April or May. What 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 time of year was that? Was that toward the end of school? Yeah, towards the end of school. I think when the weather got nicer and you could start playing outside, you know, where you could start playing outside and flipping with your friends mm-hmm. and doing that, you know, lunchtime at school. Okay, so, so yeah, I didn't start until like March or April. I missed, you know, the January, February. Yeah, but uh, still, the, the, the none of the series in sixty eight tops are that much tougher than the others, from what I've seen. The, the high numbers slightly tougher. Harder. Yeah. I mean, if you go to a show, you're not going to find a ton of the last few series compared to the first five. I mean, you'll find you you won't have any trouble finding them. They'll just be more difficult. I think that's one reason the superstars card 490 and the managers green 480 are tougher cards because they're so popular because they are slightly tougher. Plus, they're superstars. You can't really complain. You have a card with Maze. You have a card with Mantle, and you have Harmon Killip. Right. That's a lot of homers on one card. That's a lot of homers on one card. What? Um, let's see. Do you? Uh... What do you take of the fact that there's two different uh, spackle border treatments that year? That there you know, were that two different places or two different des- graphic designers? or You know, that was something fascinating because I remember going with my father into our gas station. And there were also the local mechanics. And the guy had thumbtacked a 72 Tommy, a 68 card of Tommy John number 72 to the wall. And not only had I never seen it before, the design, the spackle was different. It's like... I've never seen this before. You think because I guess even when I was seven years old, I understood, hey, I've never seen that before. <laughs> you think it was fake? You think it was no, counterfeit? Just, you could tell it was real. It was just that, what was this design? Why did it look so different? I know why. I mean, that, that seems like, again, Tops was the only game in town. They had nobody nipping at their heels. And so, but you know, I wonder if they got any letters of, of gee, are the why are these uh, so different? Or maybe people didn't notice. But I, I've always felt that the 68 Tops design Again, Rich, you're probably going to push back on this, but I thought it was a big drop-off from 67. Well, 67 is my favorite set of the 60s. Right. So in retrospect, I agree with you. Okay. But when you're seven years old and eight years old, you don't worry about that. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, these are baseball cards. They're cool. <laughs> it is what oh, it is. Yeah. I'm watching this guy. Oh, and I have his card. I feel a connection. You know, in those days, we don't have computers where we can, you know, look up all the numbers and all the stats of everybody instantaneously while we're watching the game. We had actually had physical ways of learning, you know, about our players and, 68 tops, I love the quizzes on the back. Yeah. And I think I blame the quizzes on the back for my trivia, my trivia fascination too. 
Really? That's interesting. So you think, well, that, that was your, that was a formative experience for you. You're of a very impressionable age and, uh, the trivia answers were on other players' cards, right? Correct. Like the, so you can get the every, answer. Every card has a back, like who led the yeah. 1967 Mets and batting average? I know, but the answer wasn't upside down on the same card. You yeah, find another card. Oh, it was? Okay. Well, one of the years I think they made you get other cards to find the answer. But um, anyway, well, that's interesting. That's that, um, Supposedly, I think you told me this, that, that was the last year they did penny packs. They did what? Penny packs. The one cent yes, packs. I, yes, they did penny. I, I, that was you, who told you. That was you? No, I don't think it was me. It was probably Jasperson. Okay, but anyway, that so if it is, I wonder why they cut it off, although Penny's not worth anything anymore. Even in 68, it maybe wasn't worth very much. Maybe, you know, a lot of labor going into – the Penny Pack still had gum. They still had a wrapper. It could have even been – at that point, it could have even started being a, a money loser for them. And it why, could have been why a loser. something right. that you're going to lose money. They're just doing it because they've always done it, yeah. Uh, at any rate, you know, they, the other thing that – that we know that other listeners might not know is that, you know, if for those who collect wrappers, the penny wrappers are generally a lot tougher no, than I, the nickel I don't wrappers. Remember, I don't remember any, I don't remember penny packs in 68. They very well could be depending where you were. I know the local stationery store from down the street from me was actually a tops test place because I got, I got the 68 tops poster there. Yeah, I don't like posters. And that's kind of wild that I, you know, in memory that I should have just bought everything they had whenever they had a new product. Because then I'd have all those top, I bought the 68 Tops plaques there too at that store. You should have kept the wrappers. You should have kept the boxes. You should have probably not opened anything, which what's the fun in that? I mean, nobody was that prescient, I don't think. Um, yeah. What, um, you know, the, the price guide treatment of 68 Tops has basically just closely paralleled Nolan Ryan, don't you think? Yeah, in fact, Nolan Ryan exploded in like 89 when at the age of 42, he goes to down, down here to our Dallas area, yeah. you know, and, and, and all of a sudden has the final leg of his career down here and he's doing things at age 42 that people are saying, oh my, wait a second. Well, he was the most amazing no-hit pitcher of all time. I don't know that, I mean, you can't say records could never be broken because the game is changing, but but when he was on, <laughs> he was apparently unhittable uh, you know, well, and, let's put it this way. If you came up at the age of 21 and you struck out 300 batters a year for 19 years, <laughs> there's still 26 strikeouts away from Nolan Ryan. And that's presuming you don't need to lose a year to Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Gosh, that's just, that's, uh, you know, one of the things that comes up when, um, for those, uh, now that we're going to be doing more, um, more virtual connection within the industry and you can't, I guess you can take a photo of something, but back in the day, you know, the seventies, very early eighties when, uh, and, and it wouldn't be because of Ryan necessarily, but if people said, Hey, I've got uh, a 68 top set, what's it worth? You know, it all depends on the 68 tops, uh, Ryan Kuzman, uh, rookie card. And if you, as you've said, if you put that in a, in a top loader and put it on top of the, uh, 800 count box or whatever it'd be in and look at it and scrutinize it. I mean, it's, I mean, if it's, the, that's the determinant right there. I mean, what, you know, got a glance. So if somebody called you on the phone and said, what's my 68 top set worth? The answer could be wildly off depending on the shape of the, of that one card. I mean, the bench pales in comparison to it. it I think the bench may even be a double print. The it Ryan, is. I mean, very it tough. Is They're not tough. Huge. It's just, yeah, yeah. Bruce Yako had tons of the 68 Johnny bench card. Yeah. You know, when people would go up to his house to buy cards, you know, he had benches up the wazoo. It was a cheap card. A lot of times people bought them from him in quantity. 
up the wazoo is appropriate for Bruce Yeko because apparently he had cards stacked to the to the rafters even in his bathrooms. <laughs> I he met Bruce Yeko in his oven. Yeah, I met I met Bruce, but I never I never uh, got to his house. But people at uh, well, that th- that would have been interesting. A guy, I mean, you just think what what the value of the stuff he had at the time it was pretty pretty amazing. Well, Bruce was fascinating. He liked selling cards because to really finance his real hobby, which was Broadway. Which is Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, but um, again, who knew in those days? You, you just—it's just hard to hard to believe. Um, let's uh, let's let's let's. Uh, any other comments? Because I've got one more thing. Anything else you sure. want? To I do? mean, sixty-eight. It got a couple variations. It's got the Milton. You know, we're talking about Nolan Ryan. It's got a Milton Bradley Nolan Ryan. It's got a Venezuelan Nolan Ryan. It's got an OPC Nolan Ryan. You could spend a good deal of capital just doing the Nolan Ryan group from sixty-eight. Just finding them would be tough. Okay, so last thing here. Uh, one of the best examples of the phenomenon of team collecting is the voracious appetite that my uh, Detroit area friends have for Tigers cards in 68. They've waited a long time. Uh, again, you'd think they would channel that into 69, celebrating the 68 World Championship, but they, back in the day, they were all over this. I mean, the, when I looked at my 68 tops, all the Tigers were gone if you just priced them reasonably. Did you have that same experience in your area? Yes. And, and what's interesting is even today, the price guide has a spike for this, anybody in the 68 Tigers, especially the last series. You have yeah. the Tigers team. You have Gates Brown. You have, I believe, uh, Mayo Smith is a high number. Bill Free and 470 is a very popular card. Even Dick Trzewski, I think, is number 488 is a good card. I mean, you know, Joe Sparma, I think. Rob Beerus says Joe Sparma's as tough of a card for him as it used to be as tough of a card for him yeah. as any card in the set. I think Joe Sparma's number 505. Yeah. You know, those, that's, to me, that's the proof Mickey, of the last two series being more difficult. Mickey Lolich is like fourth series? He's fifth series. Fifth. Is he 414? What is he? Yeah, he's like 414. Okay. And that was, anyway, and when I was, and I grew up, but as I said, card. the only three series I basically collected in 68 were third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah. I know the rest of the set now. And I know the rest of the set because I know those three series yeah, so well yeah. that the other, that all the other series surrounding them, it's like, okay, oh, the high numbers, I know they're, they're really good in the low numbers. I know they're not as good, but I know that they have a lot of really good players in them. They have your Mays, they have your Aaron, they have your Clemente in the first two series. They have a Tom Seaver and a Rodney Klein Carew in the first two series. So a lot of the superstars also got done early that year. Okay, Rich, last question. Put you on the spot. Who is more undervalued uh, as a Tiger, 68? Uh, Mickey Lolich or Bill Frien? Oh, Lolich is more undervalued. He won three games and was the MVP of the series. And even though the freehand card is slightly tougher, Lolich, I think, and both Lolich and Freehand could be like who, one shot Hall of Fame. I'm saying, like uh, who's, clo- right, but who's closer to the Hall of Fame? I think Freehan. Freehand probably Freehan is was, was the dominant catcher in the uh, American League for through most of the mid-late uh, 60s. Yeah, but you know, the was thing with Freehan is, is if, we think, if you think Thurman Munson's a Hall of Famer, then Bill Freehan probably is a Hall of Famer too. Well, that's you know there again. Let's let's end on the high note of saying that you know, when you compare to the other other uh, lesser Hall of Famers, there's a lot of people who get in. I I um, I think there could be. I mean, I'm not in favor of putting him in the Hall of Fame, but we can still appreciate what an outstanding player those guys were. They were amazing. And like I said, they, they rose to the occasion and uh, the world championships that, that, that the Tigers uh, garnered in 1968 was dancing in the streets for, for well, my, my the thing with friends. Freehand, 
his free hand was like third and second in MVP voting yeah. in 67 and 68, which tells you how, what he that's was really That's worth a lot. That's, that's very impressive. That's very impressive. Well, thanks, listeners. Thanks, Rich. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Uh, hope uh, you had some fond memories, as Rich and I did, about 68 Tops, another one of the classic uh, top sets from uh, from our youth. <laughs>